0: And we are recording, and this is right. episode seven, uh, or interview seven, of this special 2021 uh, Grand Lodge Candidates series. Uh, so welcome, uh, Brother Derek McNulty.
1: Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: So this is the, um, well, this, we're recording this Um on the Friday, but this is being, this will be the seventh episode released in a row of this series. So everybody who's been watching this and please go check them all out. will have heard this spiel before, so I'll make it very quick. Uh, this invitation is open to all Grand Lodge candidates. If for whatever reason, I wasn't able to get in touch with you. Um, and I did have a few emails bounce back to me, things like that. My email is on the bottom of the screen. Look down, uh, email me, get in touch with me, and I will make sure to have you as part of the podcast. All opinions expressed on my own or the guests. Uh, We don't speak for Grand Lodge or the Windsor Masonic Temple. And these interviews are not meant as uh, endorsements of any one candidate, just a chance to get to know them better, both in terms of their Masonic journey and their specific Kind of reasons for standing and running. And if you check the description to this video, you will see some rules regarding voting in 2021 for any Ontario Grand Lodge members who are watching this, and also uh, some information about the brother from uh, Grand Lodge that was sent to us. And with that, once again, thank you so much for being here.
1: Thanks, it's a real pleasure. Uh... Hopefully it's a beautiful day where you're at. It's a nice day up here in, uh, in Grimsby, Ontario, and uh, um, yeah, it's great to, to participate in, uh, in something like this, uh, especially given. I don't that, think I've uh, ever been to
0: Grimsby, Ontario before. As I
1: try to think, you probably uh, drove drove through it <laughs> or by it, I should say. But uh, tell me, I mean,
0: I love learning about kind of small towns throughout Ontario, anywhere really, and, and especially ones I haven't been to. Um, how are things in Grimsby? Is there is the Masonic uh, lodge and temple located in Grimsby proper, or is
1: it uh, outside of it? So there's a number of smaller communities around uh, the area: Binbrook, uh, Grimsby, um, uh, Fruitland, that sort of thing. That uh, that have their own small lodges. Uh, there is a lodge, literally downtown Grimsby. Um, I'm right right now. I'm the Worshipful Master of Croy Lodge up in uh, in Thornhill in uh, Toronto Don Valley District, uh, but we live in Grimsby, so uh, I, I would say I, I would commute typically for lodge, but uh, that's that's been <laughs> not happening in the last you know over a year. But uh, um, yeah, Grimsby Grimsby number seven Union Lodge number seven. Uh, it's been around. It's one of the oldest lodges in in our jurisdiction. Uh, and a, a very storied lodge, from what I understand, um, some significant uh, founders in the region uh, and of the province uh, of the Niagara area, especially uh, were members of, of the lodge here. And they're obviously their names, uh, streets and stuff named after some of these pillars. But typically of, of the day, any community that was organized, you know, uh, in, in the 19th or 17th century, your, your roads are named after prominent people and politicians and of course uh, many of those were were brothers and Grimsby's uh, no exception to that Um, Nellie's being one of them Uh, and uh, yeah so it's kind of neat to be in uh, I guess you would call it a quasi rural area um, but uh, just some tremendous Masonic history here which I I can't wait to get into more you know small town
0: uh, Freemasonry or, or smaller town, whether it be Thornhill or Grimsby or, or kind of the, the smaller communities. Um, That's such a unique characteristic of Freemasonry is, is the, the connection that sometimes a Masonic lodge will have to a smaller town that you don't always see necessarily in a, a larger city. Um, not to say that there's a connections there uh, as well, but it's just an interesting, it's just a unique thing, you know, kind of the the flavor of Freemasonry in a smaller
1: town or a rural setting. Agreed, agreed. Uh, and, and it's always nice to go to, to these lodge buildings because many of them, um, if they're not the first, they're like the second building perhaps. I've uh, been around for pr- over 100 years and uh, um, the, um, sorry, last lost my train of thought. Uh, yeah, over 100 years and, and that lodge building might, or likely only hosts a single lodge. Whereas when you get into the larger cities, uh, and, and in masonry in, in other countries that tends to happen where there's a, a single lodge building where all the lodges meet. Uh, so in, in, uh, Toronto Don Valley district, uh, there's two lodge buildings where 18 lodges meet. Um, other districts have, you know, more lodge buildings to to get around to more tra more like geographical traveling, if you will. Um, perhaps the same number of, of lodges or a similar number, but not quite uh, as many locations to travel to. So, so in that sense, it's easy enough in Don Valley, you only have to worry about the two buildings in terms of figuring out where you want to go if you're traveling within the district. Uh, But the great thing uh, as you get out of the big city is just about every borough would probably have uh, a lodge or two buildings um, so I know there's a, you know, Hamilton has uh, two or three buildings. If it depends on sort of where you draw the line in Hamilton, uh, unfortunately Stony Creek just sold their, uh, their temple and they sort of either moved to Stony Creek or sorry, moved to Hamilton or, or, uh, um, Burlington for the lodges that were housed there. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it's a, re- a neat thing. And, and I think uh, it'd be interesting to take a poll because some people consider the, the expression country lodge is a bit of an insult. Um, I personally see it as a, as a mark of, uh, distinction. Uh, but like you say, the small town lodges, uh, tend to be older. They, they believe it or not, they just seem to last a little bit longer, less, seems to be less amalgamations anyway, but maybe that's because they're further apart.
0: But yeah. Well, the, the travel, like you pointed out, right. There's, it's definitely a unique experience, um you know, visiting uh, northern jurisdiction lodges or, or small town lodges, um, you know, you, you hear about district deputies, you know, it, it's, it's, you know, a, a five, six hour drive between lodges in some cases, or having to, you know, stay overnight at a, uh, at a worship master's house or something to complete a, a tour, because it really is like a, a tour, you know, you're not, going to the same building on different nights you're going from town a to town b sometimes in some very interesting weather i'm sure in those northern communities to get the chance to visit um, you know these these masonic lodges
1: i think it harkens back to the old days too like if you think back to like uh, our first half century or century uh before um, large roads were built, uh, when you went to Grand Lodge that you, it was three days because it wasn't worth traveling just for one day. I mean, obviously there's a lot of business to conduct, but you know, you, 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 you traveled, you stayed, whether you were billeted or stayed in a hotel or whatever. Um uh, but it, it, it was, you know, you went away for, uh, for the grand communication. Uh, and, and Ontario is no different than any other jurisdiction. It's the same, uh, same way. So it's, it's, uh, it's kind of neat that there's there's still a connection there i am sure some people find it a bit of a pain in the butt to travel uh long distances just to sort of get to a lodge but uh um and i and i understand that uh, some of the more um disparate uh juris, uh districts are looking to find a way to uh want to attract qualified personnel dds but also uh to, um it's difficult to do that in a year. So perhaps like a two-year uh, election, et cetera, might, might, uh, serve the ticket. But, uh, you know, certainly in Southern Ontario for the most part, um, I don't think that's a, a big problem, even as you move further, like out of the bigger cities, you know, uh, you know, between Windsor and, and Cambridge, you know, like in Aylmer or something like that. I mean, you're not that far from the big city, whether it's Windsor or Cambridge or even Hamilton for that matter. But, uh, like you say, get up to the Manitoba border and you could be spending a couple hours to get to Lodge and, you know. Easy, um, easily. To
0: to what extent, you know, we talk about travel and and you brought up Grand Lodge, Uh, and this has been brought up in in a few other of these interviews. Um, To what extent, uh, uh, you know, do you view... So it's one thing for a brother or brethren, to travel to Grand Lodge, you know, it, the annual communications normally held in person at the Royal York versus, um, you know, Grand Lodge traveling to some of these more northern, more more, more smaller towns, um, you know, what would you think about a, a roaming Grand Lodge where it's actually going to different, once we can meet in person again, is, you know, attending different communities and different locations, um, uh, and maybe that would also, and that's the type of travel too. But it also give a chance for you know, brethren who maybe can't make the trip normally for whatever reason. Especially when you're talking about Kenora and you're talking about you know the the other time zone um, or where the other time zone, everyone would put it uh, of Ontario to take part in some of these events.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's a great question, and obviously it's a matter of uh, great debate. Um, I, I don't want to sound like I'm non committal, but I, I could make an ex- uh reasoning for both uh keeping it in person in a central location. Um, I think the answer is either rotating, like you say, to help uh jurisdictions feel included, uh, and sort of much like a shrine would if you will like when the shrine ceremonials come to town right they rotate every year so they'll be uh and I can speak for Ramisi Shrine and I'm, I'm I'm sure uh Mocha and Tunis do the same thing that uh um you know you might have grant uh your communication in in the spring in one city and and maybe the the capital or the headquarters uh on the other season whether that's fall or spring or something right so Uh, so it's possible because what happens is a lodge sponsors it and organizes it, right. Or, or in this case, a club, but uh, could lodge do that? Could we expect that? Uh, I I think a lodge or district anyway um, could host it. Uh, The only question would be uh, where are the facilities most appropriate? I mean, if you look at, Uh, the grand master's banquet in Toronto. I mean, we're talking anywhere from three to 500 attendees really. Right. Um, Do we have that size banquet facility in Kenora, if you will. Right. Um, And uh, so, yeah, so that would be, that would be a question, Ken. So do the facilities exist outside of uh, the larger cities? I mean, obviously Ottawa, Hamilton, but even if, if we did that, if we started, uh you know go to Windsor and London and and Toronto and Hamilton and Ottawa and then Thunder Bay or or something like that and rotate i think it's feasible uh if not and i think it's important to try and include the brethren uh in the uh what i would use the expression outports right the fur, further away from from the capital city or from from Grand Lodge itself from Hamilton so it's it's uh It's important to engage them because I don't think it's fair to consistently ask a lodge or a specific lodge, I should say, to consistently pay to send representation to have their voices heard. So I think we might see a hybrid model in the coming years that allows for that. My only concern, and I think that's what everyone's concern is, will that lead to the degradation and eventual, um, end of in-person communication. I, I think as brothers, as Masons, as humans, we are social creatures. We are, we crave personal contact. So don't think that would happen naturally. It would, would have to be forced. I think we would naturally want to have a meet. Uh, it just might end up less people showing up. Um, so the 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 short answer would be uh let's find a way to include lodges or areas of the jurisdiction that don't feel they get fair representation um and one of the ways that that that's been talked about is creating this sort of regional board position if you will i don't know if you've heard speak of this um but rather than having say you know every Every year, you're electing five members of the board. Um, every area or district or whatever subdivision, however it's decided to be to be managed, would would send a represent representative to the board. So you'd have a DDGM plus a member of the board. Uh, and so you, you're not necessarily you're not always going to have a bunch of people who can make it to Grand Lodge and travel all where all the, uh, the greatest density of lodges are to get their name out there and to, and to get known so that they can get elected, we can drill it down back to the, the smaller communities and, and uh, definitely target them for specific input if they're represented at that kind of um, level or in that measure. Uh, again, these are these are debates that are, are to be had in, in Grand Lodge, but I think they they need to move forward. We can't we can't sit back on our heels and say, well, this is the way we've done it for a millennia. Well, you know, 150 or you know, 300 years, 150 years, where wherever you're set the line, right? How, however long we've been around, Grand Lodge or 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 the craft itself, uh, you know. So just because that's the way we've done it all the time doesn't mean that that's the most effective way to do it today. So um so i think you'll see some change coming i think with the introduction of uh technology uh I- this year we're going to see uh either younger brethren and when i say younger brethren i don't mean in age i mean uh younger to the craft so more inexperienced brethren looking for leadership positions um we have uh, generational concepts. Uh, You know, we, we talk about millennials all the time that are a little bit more seeking immediate gratification, whatever, you know, however they, they uh, seek to do that whether that means I want to be a grand lodge officer the day after I I get my third degree, that sort of uh, mentality, or if, you know, we just need to sit down and talk more, but, but agree to make action from, from those conclusions um
0: well our
1: you know that brings up a good question and
0: it is something that has been discussed uh, either directly or or indirectly on, on this podcast both in this series and and with numerous guests um the the instant gratification um desire or or the this seeming, uh, desire, you know, there's been a lot of, um, uh, public figures and, and the derisive tone might be influencers, but a lot of, um, and, and the, the more positive term would be, um, you know, the authors or psychologists or, or, different people in the social media and more generally public sphere who have been, Really emphasizing um, the the benefits and the value of of struggle and of taking on things that are challenging um, and that result in gratification, but delayed. You know, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so you know, Jocko
1: Jocko. Uh, oh, Jocko Willink, Wilkinson. Willink, uh, Wilkinson. Wilkinson. I think yeah, it's Willinks. I don't. I don't yeah, want w- to get his it. Right Wilinks, right. I think Wilinks? The Navy Seal. You're talking yeah. about the famous podcaster yeah yeah
0: he'll beat the shit out of me if he finds out i got his name wrong Uh, with jocko david goggins there's even a new new book out um uh i can't remember the author's name but it's called the comfort crisis basically emphasizing that we've grown too comfortable um you know and this is something i discussed i very recently you know it seems to me that freemasonry in its and this isn't a Grand Lodge critique, this is a Freemason in general critique, Uh, in its advertisements or its attempts to gather members, it's really emphasized the the enjoyable aspects of the craft, you know, the immediate enjoyment of getting new members and the fun of that, and also the idea of um, the convenience of the craft. We've all heard the joke, it's only one night a month or... You know, you don't need to sacrifice work and family for things like that. Um, But it seems to me that a lot of millennials and men uh, are really craving a a, a message of sacrifice and of struggle and of, you know, trying something difficult. And, you know... uh and responsibility and things that perhaps are in Freemasonry but are not emphasized because we're afraid that may scare people off or scare men off.
1: I'm glad you you pointed that out because this seems to drive right down uh, another book, uh, speaking of sort of literary, I think Easter is the the, uh, uh, author you're thinking of, but uh, Christopher Easter, Esther, Easter? Um, Say what you will about the man uh, Jordan Peterson, if you've read his book uh, 12 Rules, uh, he, he talks about th- that life and satisfaction that men get is from sacrificing and doing, you know, the good deed. Uh, mm-hmm. However you define that deed, but but working for family, um, working hard, that delayed gratification. And he does use those words, delayed gratification, which is, uh, you know, in, in, in political science, we... You know, we use terms like uh, the Protestant work ethic, which is a little bit, you know, um, exclusive now. Uh, The reality is work hard, put money into your business now, uh, take the rewards later, right? Delayed gratification. So we don't, I I think we're, I personally, it's just a a feeling uh, on based on some anecdotal current evidence that we're going to see. A resurgence, not just because I want to, but because I think that this, even though we've connected on social media and many people, even outside of masonry have done this, I think it's helped emphasize how much we miss that contact. And as as, as much as that whole stiff upper lip and, you know, I, I can remember my grandfather once saying, okay, Derek, you're at the age now that uh, we, we don't hug anymore it's a handshake, right? So I think I was 12, 13 and I, Papa was like handshakes, you know, I still steal a hug from the man. Come on. Um, but uh, um, we, we kind of grow up with We have to be stoic and we don't, we don't show emotion and yeah, 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 all these other sort of social constructs of what it is to be a man or a husband or a father. But the reality is what we're taking away or we're neglecting is personal contact is that, man time right I, I i think it's i think it's constructive for a man to be away from the home for a little while i don't i don't think going out every night without your spouse you know we're never home um, is is healthy for the marriage i think uh, but that decision is to be made between you know uh, you know consenting adults but uh the reality is i think we miss each other and i think from the interest that i've seen from applicants uh to the craft uh most of them are coming in through social media anyway for to us i mean we're getting some through referrals if you will but most people are just outright picking up the phone and calling grand lodge or on the email you know saying hey uh, i'm interested how do i do this um so i can think of you know six guys off the top of my head that have that are prospective members so either we come up with a virtual way of conferring degrees or we've got to get back to lodge soon because if we're not engaging them, we're going to lose them. Uh, And so the great thing about, uh, again, about zoom and and go to whatever these, these meeting platforms is we can bring these guys in and because the meetings are not tiled, they're, they're not really missing anything. They're not being asked to leave. They're not being told you got to wait to get into lodge. Uh, if there's any kind of education that borders on, um, you know, um, sorry, this, this might be a little bit uh, outside of your, your pay grade, if you will, then, then they're asked to leave. But that doesn't, that doesn't happen very often. Uh, lodges are having uh, virtual business meetings and then trying to conduct some sort of education and uh, that can be done, at, you know, outside the tiled recesses of a lodge. So they're getting exposure. They're getting to meet us uh, in, in social circles, uh, before they join. And so this, uh, group dynamic of, you know, coming together, meeting and, and storming and figuring out, am I good, am I a good fit for this organization and the organization figuring out if I'm a good fit for, for them, uh, is happening in real time. It's not just, uh, you know, often a lodge might have, uh, a a candidate come out, um, for a social evening, uh, a brother to brother night or something, or sorry, a friend to friend night or some, some social organ, uh, socially organized event. Uh, and then they get an interview and then, you know, this, these one-off things months and months apart, uh, you know, we're meeting every week and these guys are still coming out and we just had a candidate. I mean, he hasn't even been initiated yet. Um, I don't even know if we have accepted his uh, petition yet, to be honest. I mean, we can't anyway. You know, we can't read it out in lodge. But uh, uh, he, he just did uh, the education bit, you know. He said, uh, can, can we talk about something? Um, you know, sure. Uh, what do you want to talk about? X, Y, and Z. Cool. Can you do a presentation? Sure. There you go. So now he's, he's involved in that, right? So he he feels connected uh, to the brethren because he's sharing knowledge and information that he has. And he's not even an entered apprentice yet. So that's just one example um, we we just need to find a way to make it uh to uh yeah to fit it all together so we can still meet but you know in perhaps in times perhaps over the summer there's nothing stopping us nowadays once the lodge gets back in that you know when we're not meeting in the summer we can still have a meeting if we miss the brethren but uh you know will um, that
0: um you know the 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 virtual um, component of—I was going to say Freemasonry, but of just just life in general—it's a very interesting thing. Uh, It's very hard to see, in my opinion. The well, uh, how do I put this? Like, uh, uh, I I do believe it. It's it was and is necessary that that the Grand Lodge moved to the virtual. Grand Lodge move to the virtual go-to meetings and bring these things online, simply because it's not, you know, it just wasn't possible or safe uh, uh, to meet in person. Um, so credit the Grand Lodge for that. Uh, and, you know, it has opened up opportunities to meet with brethren from outside the jurisdiction that you never would have met with
1: otherwise. Um, the, the go-to meeting I, I was on last night, uh, we had uh, the Grand Lodge meet and greet uh, organized by the Education Committee. 500 people online 500 you know do we get that many in grand lodge uh voting I, I think we get a few more but they're all from toronto area right or or you know southern ontario uh here everybody has the opportunity to dial in you know
0: so but uh, the yeah. the danger of 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 and it's a danger that I don't know how, how, like, it's very difficult to see how you avoid this danger um, is. And, and what concerns me is, you know, the nice thing about online is it's much more uh, of a convenience for uh, somebody to attend. You know, you don't have to wear pants. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, I, I know, you know, you, you can schedule time around it. So, you know, you don't have to worry about things like childcare. You don't have to worry about, you know, th- what I think back to is I don't know if you've ever read the book and this came out in 1998, well before social media per se. Uh, it was, I don't think my space maybe at the time I don't know, but uh, it was, I think it was 98. It was Bowling Alone by Robert Putman.
1: Yeah. I know um, the author. I'm not sure if I read the book though. Yeah. But,
0: so yeah. it was about the the declining numbers Uh, in civic organizations freemasons elks whatever it might be and and even then it was a significant decline but he also pointed out that where you saw membership increase was um for lack of a better term you know paper membership so that those were for example greenpeace groups where you didn't have any meetings or stated responsibilities. It was simply a matter of filling out a, a membership form and sending it in and you got a card. Um, and you know, you paid whatever the, the fee was, but you didn't actually have any particular responsibilities toward it beyond the payment of things. Um, and you point out that people liked those because it was the extent to which they were involved was completely at their convenience. And they could schedule things around it. You know, when we go back to, um, You know, a a situation where it's okay at this time. You need to be at this place, which means you need to think about taking time off of work. You need to wear a suit and tie. You need to make the commute. You need to get childcare. You know, have we have we started training our membership to, um, you know, view Freemasonry as a. As a, a institution of convenience, even more so than before, as opposed to an institution of responsibility.
1: That's a great that's a great point, and a, and I think it's a, a pitfall to be avoided. I think uh, you, you hit it right on the head. Is is we can communicate, we can use these tools. It's just a tool, but when it becomes the means, uh, you know, the ends and the means, then then um, we've lost it. It's certainly in that sort of characterization. Uh, it does not fairly describe what it is that we're looking to foster or the type of person that we want in the craft. We want people who take time out of their day to, uh, commune with like-minded people, uh, to talk to them and, uh, do good for the community. Um, we talk about it in masonry all the time. Um, I, I, I talk about it when I talk about volunteering. Um, most people have one of three things, sometimes two, right? But rarely all three. Money, time, and resources, right? So if you are a well-to-do philanthropist, you might be a busy person. You don't have a lot of time, but you might have a lot of money and a cause you believe in. So, and and you're probably a successful business person if you have that sort of disposable income that you can throw it at, you know, a worthy cause so you can put money and you can dedicate your resources to that. If you're not that well off, how do you participate either in making an organization successful or in um, participating in it? You give your time, you know, um, it, it's interesting that uh, most uh, um fundraisers in, in, in charity will tell you most of the money they get is the 20 and 30 bucks they get from mom and pop these $10 million donations. They're few and far between, and they take a lot of courting and all that sort of stuff. But the bulk of the money they get every year is you and me sending a check for 20, 30 bucks, hundred bucks, whatever it is these days, but a minimal amount. So it's the same thing in, in masonry. Do you want uh, people just mailing in the, the basic amount, that's where everybody's going to be. Uh, that's the minimum. Some people in every organization, it, it's always a handful that are that dedicate a lot of their time. So they don't have a lot of money, but they have either a lot of time or desire. And of their resources, perhaps they have a set of skills uh, to organize or, or whatever. So, so they give time. So I think you could think of, any organization, whether it's your lodge boy Scouts, uh, what other organization it is, it's always, you can count them on one hand, uh, in lodge, the people that are there every day or every month, whatever it is, that volunteer or organize the committees that do this, do that, whatever. You can always count on a handful of people. The rest of the people will give you some time, some money, some resources, but not all of it all the time. Um, so it, it, it's a trapping we need to a, avoid in the sense that we don't want to encourage that to be the standard. We don't want people just sort of mailing it in. I'd rather your efforts and time than your money to be quite honest, because I could probably double, uh, I could probably monetize your effort better than you just reaching your pocket and giving me what, what pocket change you have, if you will. Um, so, yeah, you're right. We definitely, we need to incorporate tech, but we also got to make sure that that's, that's not how, that's not going to be your business model. It shouldn't be. Uh, we've survived 300 years plus, um, without the bottom line, there's people, you know, there's, they pay their dues every year. You never see them in lodge. Yep. And that's just like you're saying, right. I send you money. I'm in the organization. That's all I want to do. Okay. Um, but there's an opportunity for you to participate more and more and more as you desire. Right. And that's the great thing about volunteer organizations. You get out, what you put into it. Um, but yeah, so you'll see, uh, I guarantee you, you look at your lodges, three, four people, maybe that that, that you see them all the time everywhere. You can count them, you know, day in and day out. So, um,
0: well, this is, after all, the uh, candidates' series, so should definitely go in that direction at some point. You are um, a candidate for 2021 Grand Lodge. Talk about your the position for which you are a candidate, and also um, what made you um, you're nominated. But what, what what made you? Why is it that you're you're standing for the position um, for which you're nominated?
1: So, um, obviously a great question. Um, let me just pull up some notes here. I made some notes here, so I don't lose my train of thought here. So, um, grand senior warden is one of those few positions that, um, the incumbent is encouraged or expected to do at least some ritual, uh anybody that knows me or seen me in lodge knows that I I take ritual fairly seriously. I really enjoy it. Uh, and I, and I believe in delivering a high quality experience to candidates and visitors. And I demand that from others. And, and like I say, because it's, it's an office where you can do that. If you were running for DDGM or, or a number of the other offices, uh, you're, strictly forbidden for doing any ritual work but the grand senior warden does some work in uh particularly in in installations right and so the other thing is that while they're as a grand senior warden you can you can travel to official visits right because you're not going to outrank the DDGM, so so you have this ability to to see a lodge well whenever you want i suppose uh, at at whatever the uh grandmaster um dictates but also um typically a lodge you know have two at least two formal meetings a year an installation and uh a, and a, um an official visit you can attend both of those so so that's something i really like because i really like uh attending installations um and the other thing is because i don't live in my district uh ontario is an interesting spot these days that You don't have to physically live in the district where you uh, are a member of the lodge. Uh, This was a bigger deal years and years ago when travel was much more difficult. But nowadays, you know, we commute a lot, right? So this allows me to be a little bit more versatile and apply um, my efforts further abroad or further afield than just in a single district. Um, Why get involved in Grand Lodge? Um I, I have a motto and it is to lead is to serve. So uh, I, I think many candidates, if not, and I from what I heard last night, I think we all sort of say, uh, share that that view that I've enjoyed this very much. It's time for me to give back. I want to give back. I want to be a part of this. Uh, but I also want to take a, a leadership or mentorship role uh, above what it is to be a master or past master in lodge. So um, here's an opportunity to do it and, uh, you know, and represent the organization uh, to the best of your ability or in my, my case, in my ability, right? Um, the, yeah, and yeah, go ahead.
0: Oh yeah, you brought up the, you know, a, a grand senior warden position or the grand senior warden position. Um, it's, it's a fascinating position uh, as are a few others at the lodge grand lodge level, in the, the the ceremonial nature of of the position, um, it and kind of there's there's a, a broadness to it in the sense that you really do have freedom to. So the ceremonies, are ceremonies, and those are set, um, mm-hmm. but you are still at a, a high ranked position in which. Um, you know, you can bring ideas forward behind the scenes or you, you have the capacity to, to add a lot to a lodge by your presence and to encourage things that you think are important to the craft. Um, you know, I, I remember when I became virtual master for the first time, you're trying to figure out how to, how to sit in the chair and how to do that job. And, you know, somebody told me, um, You know, you can be as busy or as not busy as you want to be as a worshipful master, because really, you know, you have your ceremonial duties, and those are pretty much set relatively in stone, but then you have the administration and the your role as kind of a leader in the craft, and that is wide open to you to do with it whatever you want. That's something I think is so interesting about a ceremonial, quote unquote, ceremonial position, is there actually is a lot of authority. And, and influence invested in those
1: positions. Yeah, so if you compare it to, uh, to other positions, right? So a grand senior warden, though he doesn't have like an, a specific area of responsibility um, that allows him to to apply the balance of his administrative efforts to as the grandmaster sees fit in, in whatever that, whether that's uh, sitting on a committee or advising or doing whatever it is that grandmaster and grand lodge require of them. Um, and so here you have the ceremonial piece, uh, and the bulk of your work is as required, and that's going to happen at the grand lodge level. Uh, whereas if you're say a, a district deputy grandmaster, the bulk of your work is administering the district with very little ceremonial, uh, responsibilities, right? I mean, obviously you, there's the, uh, there's a catechism back and forth in the openings and closings and, and, um, the final part there in the uh, in the installation, right? Uh, but uh, you're really tied up with the district, right? Uh, which isn't a bad thing. It's it's how you choose to serve and and, and where you think your skills lie, right? Uh, it's not it's not a position I would shy away from either. But uh, so so that's what you have. So you have lots of ceremony, uh, opportunity to travel, uh, and help out as required, or um do a lot of administration and a little bit of ritual um i'm not scared of either one but uh i I think if you ask anybody who's run for grand senior warden or grand junior warden there's a reason they they ran for one or the other uh mine is the senior warden's lecture just happens to be one of my favorite pieces uh more so than say the junior warden or or, or whatever uh of a couple other pieces if they were offices i'd probably run for them too but or you know but uh um yeah it's just uh, I, I just like the chair i like the work um and it it leaves an opportunity uh like i said i'm repeating myself over and over here but it leaves an opportunity to uh more flexibility in, in my opinion um
0: yeah do you um you know, or, or, or this is a, a unique year, we touched on it throughout this interview, right? This Grand Lodge is the the first ever Grand Lodge to be not only, you know, completely virtual, but even to incorporate virtual. Uh, you know, we've never incorporated electronic voting before and now we're going to have, have our voting and our Grand Lodge be completely uh, virtual. Again, for for good reason. Um, are you, you know, to, to what extent are you looking forward to Grand Lodge and this change? Do you see it sticking around? Some form of incorporating the virtual and electronic with in person meetings. Um,
1: I, and, I would. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, let me cut you off. No, no, just yeah. That's the question. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, I'm. I really enjoy meeting and talking to people. I really do. Um, New people, new stories. uh, Always fascinating to hear things like why someone chose to join the craft. What, what first got them interested. Most people remember that most people remember the moment they walked into lodge and what they felt for the very first time. Um, I still remember that 20 plus years later as if it was yesterday. Um, and I also appreciate that there may not be as effective representation with a centralized government, uh, that one would expect or desire. So that, so that's gotta, there has to be a way to engage brethren, uh, to at least participate in the government of Grand Lodge, uh, without asking them to be unfairly asking, sorry, without asking them to put out more money or more resources than is required say of a brother who who lives five minutes walking distance from the royal york hotel that that sort of thing and that's that's just the ceremony right like grand lodge exists 365 uh the ceremonial and the business big business part of it happens once a year but the putting out fires the management that happens all year round right um difficult to do from a remote location can happen now more with technology so i think you might see more management happening you know more committee meetings happening virtually this will probably facilitate that participation from brethren who are further away from from the central location and um Maybe we still have to say you still got to get to Grand Lodge to to vote. I, I I don't know. I I think for me the biggest thing is are we losing or not getting enough participation at Grand Lodge because you know they're just the the metric is how many people show up to vote, um, and um, and and I'd like to see more of that. You know the proverbial a lodge or a district gets a a bus together and they put everybody on the bus and and ship them into town, you know, is, is three days in the middle of the week easy to do for brethren who have families and jobs. Right. So we've, we've lived and existed with this for, you know, over 150 years. So don't think it's necessarily going to change that we're going to have an annual communication. Um, And, and we'd actually have to change the constitution in order to make that happen anyway so we are re- uh, required by the constitution to have an annual communication so so let's keep up with that let's just find a way to get more brethren interested and find a way that we can like i don't think anybody's against hey let's go to thunder bay this year let's go to uh, van Cleet hill you know uh or, or cornwall or wherever right uh it's an opportunity to, to see the province, to travel, to meet people. Um, it, it, it's funny. I've traveled all over the world. I've traveled all over this country. And you would be surprised how many people have never left their hometown. Uh, so when someone from a faraway land notices or, or, you know, meets you and finds out that you're Canadian and then they have some connection to some obscure place it's not Toronto, you can't speak authoritatively about it. But if you've traveled there, if you have family there, uh, if you've lived there, uh, that, that gives you an opportunity to speak more to the character of everybody, right? Uh, the, you know The regional um, idiosyncrasies that we all have. Um, you have that opportunity. So, Travel is always good for education, and education is good for social causes. So let's get, let's find a way to get more people out. And if we have to move Grand Lodge around, maybe we have to move Grand Lodge around. Again, that's something that we go to uh, a committee for, and if we have to change the Constitution to do that, then we change the Constitution to do that, if that's the desire of the brethren. So I, I'm speaking of my own opinion. Do I think that needs to happen? Probably. Um but if the majority of brethren are happy with the way the things they are the thing, sorry, the way things are, then then we don't change it, right? Um but I, 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 I think, think we're, so. we're ready for a change. Sorry, go ahead.
0: You know, and, and it would also give um Masons at the district level a chance to to promote and show off their their towns, um you know, you could have, um, you know, a Grand Lodge could, for example, take, uh, um, and this was, was an idea I've floated around before in this podcast, um, you know, a, they, they Grand Lodge could invite um, invite applications from different districts. So, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Ottawa District, Windsor or Essex District, Um mm-hmm. Uh, I forget what and, the other is. You can
1: always, do a, so. can always do a business analysis beforehand, right? I and mean, it doesn't have to be that that in depth. It's not, you know, organizing a big event uh is not reinventing the wheel, right? Yeah, you and, know, and you know, come come to our
0: town, come to our, our city. Yeah. Uh we've got and, all these things to offer. If, another you know, body
1: uh I'm involved in, one of the things that, that you have to do when you host it because it rotates all over the place, is you have to have work in a tour of something uh mechanical something of of engineering significance so if it's a tour of let's say we're in vegas the hoover dam let's say cn tower but you know you want to tour somebody who can speak to the the engineering marvel if you will uh the the warplane museum in hamilton that sort of thing right here's these machines let's go look at them so you plan these outings and shrine does that as well right you have the ladies night you know and we do that in grand lodge as well we we plan social activity for our spouses we're not leaving them out of it and I and I do believe that uh, outside of sitting in lodge I, th- I think we should try and our, incorporate our families a bit more and that makes them less resentful that, that that makes that that sort of silly old joke about only going to lodge once a month it uh, becomes moot because it's like what well, it doesn't matter I mean I think every almost every spouse I uh, wants to get dressed up at least once a year uh, and wants their uh, husband, their, their Mason to, to show them off, put on a gown, put on your tails, put on a tux, whatever, get dressed up. Let's go. Let's have a banquet. Let's, you know what I mean? Like let's stop plastic spoon and paper plating this. Let's have a good solid, you know, interaction, which is what the Grand Lodge banquet does, uh, which is what, a number of districts do every year that's fine you want to have a fish fry let's go have some fun but i think i think the ladies really appreciate getting getting dressed up so um so that's just one way to include the families but um yeah if you go to a town they you can show off the town uh and you would actually even out the the disparities so so if every region gets an equal representation, say over a ten-year span, right? Um, that way, if um, the meeting is on the in the opposite end of the province where way more people have to travel to go, that's the other consideration. The volume of brethren is around the GTA or within an hour's drive or two hours drive. So it doesn't it doesn't as many people are not traveling. If you move it like you know, up to Algonquin Park, then everybody's got to travel to go up there. Um, I don't think that's a problem. Just find a, a venue that can that can support it and, and, and let's make it happen. But um, it also means that the people that are always traveling, you know, one, one trip's going to be a bridge too far. So next year, when you have the Grand Lodge in their jurisdiction, that previous jurisdiction might not, by jurisdiction, I mean district, sorry, uh, might not get good representation but that's okay because it'll even out in the medium to long term so i think you'll see less of this trying to remember whose turn is it for this office um, you know we we do this thing with the grand senior warden and grand junior warden so what happens when you have something like covid where now you're a year you're excluded for a year so what do you do, do you fall back on the previous year what happens when there, there's no candidate this year like just vote for the guy you think's the best person for the job. That's how I've always approached it, and I'll always say, don't vote for me. Just to vote for me, vote, vote your conscience. But the important part is just get out and vote. Then, then you get to have a say in in what happens in Grand Lodge. Uh,
0: and that is that is a very good place I think to leave it. You know, vote your conscience, vote. Um, Vote for what you think is best, but most importantly, just take the time to vote. This is the first year you can do it virtually. So you don't even need to wear pants. <laughs>
1: well, uh, you do need to register, right? Like it's a, a little bit more, right? It's not just the secretary sending off your names this year. So so we have to remember to register and
0: uh, Yes. And, then... and the registration is in June. June, uh check the description to this video by June twelfth, if I recall correctly. The, That's the... A couple of days, I think. Yeah, yeah. There's a window um, yeah. in June um, to register. If you haven't, uh, I've mentioned this a few times, you know. And as a secretary, I will, I will say, you know, make sure you're checking, rather than you're checking your emails, not just your uh, your main folder, but your junk folder too, because sometimes the little robots um, will end up throwing stuff there that ought not to be there, and you might, uh, you might miss the Rules and, and regulations and, and the procedures, especially this year, because it is so different on how to vote yeah. and the process. And you can check the description to this video as well. But um,
1: yeah, just there, just there was a communique sent out, it's available on the Grand Lodge website under What's New, I believe. Um, yeah, um, yeah, so. You should have got something, at least the secretary should have got something from the district secretaries, which would have been pushed down through the Grand Lodge communications that there is. We a, did. We did. And yeah. I got mine and I sent
0: it off. Every Everybody should have, should have had it. It's um, yeah, I thought using Google Drive works really well because um, you can put it in a Google Drive and then put a link in your email and then people can just click on the link and then they have access to, yeah. to anything in that folder. So yeah. I'll kind of all I, I try to put all the communications from Grand Lodge in there but however it's done just make sure uh uh secretary send it out but then you know membership check your emails regularly yeah yeah
1: and it you know it's reasonable businesses are using emails now as official communication right so and flipping an email is considered official communication these days so yeah if grand lodge says you know like you say check your emails check your spam it's it's reasonable i you know You might not get it in the mail this year. (laughs) So,
0: Absolutely. Uh, And with that, I always forget to mention this, but um, if you like this video, like, subscribe, comment. I got Patreon, all that good stuff. Um, Yeah, this, again, is the seventh interview I've done. There's there's been one every day this week going back. So make sure you check those regularly and... um, you know, they're all under the 2021 Grand Lodge Candidate Series, uh, and I'm still waiting on a few more responses, but I should have a few more coming out in the, in the coming days, uh, is my hope. And once again, open invitation to all candidates. And with that, thank you so much for being here. Uh, I appreciate your time very much.
1: Thanks for your time, Cameron. It's been a, it's been a pleasure. And uh, yeah, that was a really fast turnaround. I appreciate uh, getting back to me so soon and uh no Look worries at I'm doing many more of these.